0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 22nd. What's going on? How are oh, ya? Yeah. How's it going? How was your week? Um, are you having a good one? Oh, that's good. Everybody back east and in the Midwest and out in Texas? Everybody out in Texas got their fucking horses frozen. Is that what happened? Jesus Christ. Texas is hilarious, man. I love that they have their own grid. I know that it didn't work out, you know what I mean? But I like what they're doing out there. You know, I guess there's the East Coast grid, the West Coast grid, and the Texas grid. They were just like, fuck you. We're having our own electricity, all right? You know? And like most people, when when they're working it out, you know, there's going to be a little bugs. But you wait. You wait someday. You wait someday when some terrorist comes over here and pisses on some fucking uh, transformer out in the East Coast and nobody has power, right? And another one does it out in the West and they think they got the whole fucking country, but Texas will still be up and running. Their pops ain't froze over. They're still going to be up and running and that's going to be it. And they're going to have a two-pronged attack. You send half your crazy fucking Texans with their AR-15s and their fucking cattle prodders to the east, and the other half out to the west, and they'll fucking settle it, right? Then all the liberal Larrys on the coast are going to have to sit there and be like, you know what, okay, so like, yeah, I mean, I guess AR-15s and cattle prods can work in certain situations, but I just want to say for me that when that guy peed on the transformer, I was in the middle of a Botox meeting, um... Anyway, shout out to anybody in fucking, and I'm going to, you know what I'm going to, I'm going to shout, I'm, this is a shout out right now to the real men, the real men and women in Texas right now who can actually listen to this. Because there's a lot of people that go to Texas, right? They go out there, they buy a pickup truck and some cowboy boots. They start walking the walk, right? Listening to country music, a little fucking dip between the cheek and gum, right? They're not about it. They don't know how to round up some fucking rattlesnake split it down at the belly. Cook that fucker. Um, if you're listening right now and you're in Texas, you were smart enough to get a backup generator. You know, I'm not talking to the people sitting in a car right now with fucking earmuffs on, you know, with their car plugged in, you know, charging off their car. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm not talking about you people. I'm talking about I'm talking about the real Texans who can trace their bloodlines back to Sam Houston. Um, anyways, I'm just fucking around. That's a uh shit situation out there. So hopefully, uh, you know. Actually, well, someday they're going to look back on it. Probably someday soon, I would say would be July. They're going to look back. Remember when it was freezing out? You know, as opposed to having your balls melting into your thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Texas, crazy weather in Texas, reptiles and everything. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, and I love that state. And that's my last tour, last place I, I toured in Dallas. Austin and Houston, and I had a great fucking time. College football's big out there, so I hope your pipes get unfrozen soon. All right. um, Oh, Freckles got some energy this week. I did some shows. I'm recording this thing right before the Bruins versus the fucking Flyers in Lake Tahoe. I wonder if Michael Corleone's going to go there. I don't like you people out here with your greasy hair and your oily skin. Um... (laughs) Godfather 2? Isn't that where they were at? Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe! Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, with all this crazy weather, global warming and all of that shit, you know, someday when I get older, you know, if I live long enough to have grandkids, I figure I got to live to be like 90 for that, you know. Um, I'll, I'll say shit like, not 90. if I can make it into my uh, 80s. I think I can do it. And I'll be like, eh, remember when I was a kid, they could, you could play hockey outside! It'd get so cold, the water would freeze. What does frozen water look like, Grandpa? Bah! You wouldn't believe it if I told you. <laughs> and and you could stand on it? You could skate on it! Cross-check your friend in the teeth and say, I'm sorry I didn't see you. And at that point, boop boop beep, boop beep, boop some fucking robot will come in, bringing some fucking liquid food. <laughs> really built in the future is the robot still gonna be like boop 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 beep, boop boop in my world it is fuck you guys you don't you know do you, do you really come on this podcast for the production value all right no green screens here man just pure uncut ignorance let's plow ahead um bruins lost to the devils the other night devils strong team as always you know they got lindy ruff behind the bench as Joe Bartnick says from the great puck off podcast, you get Lindy Ruff, immediately turns the teams around. You're going to get an extra 15, 20 wins a year. Okay. The man knows how to fucking get a team together. So, uh, yeah, they dominated the first two periods. Then as always Bruins, best third period team in the NHL, at least in the, from what I've seen. And I've only watched the Bruins, so I'm sticking with it. Um, I think it was 2-0, then they came back, and we made it 2-1, to one, I believe. I think we lost 2-1, to one, or was it 3-2? to two? I don't remember. It was a few days ago. And uh, I kind of was coming home late night to watch the games. Um, Celtics beat up the fucking Hawks. That was nice. Took that one early. 33 or 32 points in the first two quarters. I was liking that. I think we play them again, maybe tonight. I'm not sure. But I just tape all the shit, and then after everybody goes to bed, I just I go through the game, having a great fucking time. So, um, speaking of a great time, um, I did some shows last week because I was getting ready. I was going to do a benefit online, and uh, I did some shows out in Venice. I got to run my hour and uh, I had such a fucking good time. I'm really, it was just amazing. You know what I mean to have people there. You know they had masks on and shit, and they were all fucking spread. <laughs> it was hilarious. They were, like on the other side of a pool, and then there was like people up high. Uh, but you know, yeah, I'm just sort of used to what that sounds like now. So and I, I can kind of get on like a roll, you know. Whereas before, just the whole thing just sounded like bombing. So I would be questioning myself while the crowd's like, "No, we're having a good time. Just it's just not a lot of us." So um, gathering. I'm mean, no. Let's not. Let's 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 dial it back here. It's not a crowd. I, I did some stand up for a gathering of people um out in Venice and I did uh I did two shows I did oh well, did one show Wednesday no one Thursday and one Friday and uh it felt fucking great you know the first night I just did it and then I left cruised home cuz I had to put my daughter to bed and the second she went to bed you know she goes to bed around 7 and then and the uh show was at 8 I jumped in my car cruised out there literally Walked in, poured a cup of tea, my throat coat tea, drank a little bit because I'm not good at writing jokes, so I have to scream the F word really loudly to get the laughs. Uh, went on stage, did my shit, said, thank you. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Jumped in my car, went home, and I was home by like fucking like 9.30. Cruised out, came right back. It was great, right? So the next night, my lovely wife came with me, and I can't remember the last time I took her to a show, right? She came out. And then that night we ended up hanging out a little bit, and uh, I got to tell you, my wife—oh my god, she looked gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. She's uh, she's back at it, man. She's always pretty, but you know what I mean. Now she's been like, all right, okay, we're on the other side of two kids, you know. She's been eating great, working out, just absolutely crushing it. And she had a new coat on and looked fucking stunning. And I told her how good she looked the whole fucking way home. Um. It was great, you know, and then we stopped off at a little taco truck, you know. Felt bad, like I was fucking up her diet. But the next day, she's like, no, I ate, I ate it this time, and I'm not eating. I wait 12 hours, and she's she's just fucking on it. Like, she took our kid out with some other kids, and they got ice cream. She didn't get the ice cream. So today, when I took my kid, you know, doing the balance bike thing, that's, that's, that's the daddy-daughter date. We go to the park, we go around on the balance bike. She tries to run over my toes, laughing her ass off not realizing she's learning how to ride a bike. I've never been more wrong about the balance bike. The balance bike is the shit. All you old dads out there with your fucking training wheels, just throw them out the window. It's stupid. It doesn't work, right? Um, although I think you're supposed to, they finally figured out you're supposed to have them be a little higher than the tire, not just on the ground. So that they're sort of like sort of teetering. That, now that makes more sense. That's more of a balance bike, I would think. So, Um, if you are going to put on training wheels I would recommend that the training wheels are like an inch higher maybe than the uh the back tire and then I think it could work but anyway I'm totally sold on that and I've been having a great time with it so my wife has been inspiring me because I put on like fucking 10 pounds and I'm like all right if you're doing this I'll be doing it too so I'm very proud of her and uh like I said she looks amazing um which is pretty awesome you know Pretty awesome to have a fucking beautiful wife. i got to be honest with you. Even though uh, I'm a fucking pain in the ass, I still lucked out there. So anyway, plowing ahead here. Um, so I was taking my daughter over to go to to uh, to go to the fucking park, right? And I don't know, man. i just been in a mood. You know, I thought I got on the other side of this shit. I thought, okay, all I got to do is if I have issues with people, I just sort of talk to them about it. And everything was good. But then, you know what I found? I I figured out something else that gets my anger going is I try to do too much shit in a day. I always have like 15 fucking things I'm gonna do and then I'm running out of time and I try and rush through shit and it puts me in a shitty mood. So I'm driving down the street, right? I'm getting close to the park. We're on the side street and there's one of these fucking bicycle cunts who's just way out in the road. There's no fucking reason to be that far out in the road. You know, he was like literally like, like 20 feet away from the curb. He's in the middle of the road. So I'm like, you fucking douche, right? So I fucking and I went around him, right? And I stopped at a stop sign. And then you know what he did? He rode to the left side of my car, blew through the stop sign and went whoo! <laughs> and kept going, right? And I felt this fucking twinge of anger in me. Um that I kind of forgot that my kid was in the car. And I was actually thinking, like, am I going to f- – I'm not going to fight this guy. Like, I'm not, I'm not fighting this guy. I'm fucking 52 years old bad shoulders. Uh, I drove up alongside him, and I was like – and then I, I quickly went back down, like, get okay, my kids here. I can't say anything. I just drove by, and he looked at me, waiting for me to say something. I just pointed at my brain, like, you know, whatever. You know, smart guy, right, you dumb fuck, trying to prove a point, so you pass me on the left, and you blow through a stop sign. My daughter wasn't there because he was a little chunky. What I would have said was, "Uh, (laughs) if you keep doing that, your bicycle's just going to be as frosted as the donuts you've been eating, you fat fuck. (laughs) But you know what? When your kid is there, you can't say those things. You just got to, you know, I don't know what. I don't know, but it was fucking funny. And I actually got to tip my cap to him because he was right, because I was impatient. And we were coming up to a stop sign anyway. It's just like people on bikes kind of trigger my fucking anger and other shit. It it has nothing to do with them, okay? The guy's trying to get in shape. God bless him. It's a nice fucking Sunday afternoon. And then some bald orange douche comes over, impatient because he's got too much shit going on. Like, I was literally in the car with my daughter talking to her while also listening to a French lesson. And she's going, Daddy, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Dad, you're not listening to me. And I was just like, What am I doing? You know, and I learned from my drum lesson that, you know, if you're fucking practicing drums in front of the TV, you're doing both of those terribly, not as well. You're not focusing on the TV 100% and you're not playing drums 100%. So both of them are are like toned down. So I was just like, What am I doing? This is the daddy daughter date. So I turned off the French. and, And then, all of a sudden we were having great conversations. She was telling me all about the kids at school. She always tells me like, you know, so-and-so was talking during the nap and this person's really fast when they run. And this person does this and this person does that. Like just tells like the whole thing tells me, you know, you know, I can always tell the boys she likes cause she talks about them more than she talks about the others. The whole thing is so damn cute. Um, and I'm really enjoying her school that she goes to. And uh, and then my son, I don't know, my son, put it this way, this kid likes the ladies, all right? He likes his dad, but I'm telling you, if there's a female in the room, he's looking at her and then reaching over like, why don't you hold me? Instead of this, uh, whatever, this fucking, I don't know, orange snowman here. So, but I've been having a great time hanging out with the kids. Okay, so, Look at me. This is classic brain all over the fucking place because I got 15,000 fucking things going. I got 9,000 things I'm trying to talk to you about. Bill, just pick one fucking thing and talk about it. All right, look at it. I just got mad at myself. <sighs> um, so anywho, I was... Uh, so my apologies to the guy on the bike. Uh, I'm going to try to do better with that shit. Um. I have to do better with that shit. I really do. I gotta like, I, I've, been, I've been really good about it, especially because I say on my podcast that I, these fucking guys annoy the shit out of me. God forbid I ever hit one of them, and it's going to be like, hey, it was building up. If you listen to his podcast, can I'd like to submit the podcast from February 22nd. 2020. I don't know why it's a Southern lawyer, but you always feel like if you're getting railroaded, right, there's always a Southern lawyer there. At least that's how Hollywood does it. You know, that's how they fucking do it. But another thing that they do is that whenever there's a movie about racist white people, I used to do a bit about this. They always have to have the one, like, whatever year, if the movie came out in 2007, there's always one white person that is 2007 woke, right? Or 2020, 2021, or whatever, you know? So then, like, you got it. So then you can get all the white people saying all the racist stuff, and then you got the one. The one fucking like, hey, man, like, I don't think I agree with these are human beings, man. And that character exists for one fucking reason and one reason only. It's so white people can sit in the theater and lie to themselves that in 1938, that's the white person they would have been. So then they can separate themselves from these other white people. Right. It's like now I see like female comics calling other white women Karens in the crowd because they're separating themselves to be like, I'm aware of this term, and I'm obviously not that. If I call somebody else it, it it. This is what always happened, which is what I enjoyed so much about this movie that I just saw over the weekend, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. What I loved about Jesse Plemons' character is they didn't do that with him. They made him, you know, a nice. He was medium fucked up. He wasn't as fucked up as the people above him, but he was. He he protected what was his, and in the end because of the organization he was working with, his character was a piece of shit. I mean, I'm sort of oversimplifying it, but that's what I loved about that movie. Forget about the movie itself, my God. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, um, it was, let uh, me make sure I say all these names right. Daniel Kaluya, not Kaluuya, Kaluya, um... Lakeith Stanfield and and my favorite in the movie. Can I don't play favorites here, but uh, as far as new faces, because there's other people I'm obviously familiar with. Jesse on uh, Breaking Bad, Fargo, and all of those things. Lakeith on Atlanta. He's always amazing. That guy is really interesting choices. And uh, Daniel Kaluuya from uh, Get Out and that other movie. I, I forget the name of it. I saw it with Nia, where they were. He was part of this uh, couple that were on the run from the cops. Um, anyways, but I'd never seen this actor, Dominique Fishback. She was fucking amazing, amazing. And uh, unreal story. And I kind of was like going, is it, was it really like, you know, because anytime Hollywood makes a movie, you got to be like, okay, they're, they're definitely leaning left here. And I kind of looked it up. And yeah, they sort of all checked out. Um, I don't want to ruin the movie, but I do find it interesting How they can go back 20 years with tweets almost at this point. And as a comedian, you can get canceled. But if you go back 50 years in the FBI and you see that they may or may not have just straight up murdered an innocent man. um, There's no investigation. There's no cancel them. It's like they always whenever shit gets declassified, it's like everybody's dead. But it's like, yes, but the organization still exists. You know, I can't sit there and be like, well, that was 15 years ago. I don't do that joke anymore. So, you know, uh, if you brought it up while I was doing it, then I think you had a case. But, you know, I guess because I'm the same person and I'm the person that said it. I don't know. I always find that weird, too, about like the Catholic Church, how they were able to kind of shake off, you know, all of their uh, Jesus Christ, all the shit that they were doing. Um, yeah. So anyway, so. I figured out a little bit more about my anger and I am continuing to work on it and uh, I have sucked at it for like the last eight days. I just totally went back to being the same douche I always was. And uh, so I got to try to figure out, I'm like, well, I don't really have any shit I need to squash with anybody. So what's going on? The only thing I could think of is I I was just trying to do too many things. So I, I have to do something that I'm not good at which is taking my foot off the gas and sort of just being present as opposed to working towards something. And I kind of learned during the pandemic here that the reason I do that is it kind of keeps the the smoke off me. Because if I slow down, then all the bullshit from my past catches up with me that I haven't dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that is that is the deal um let me do um oh and i also fucking figured out where that leak was coming on my truck i have uh a little power steering leak in the steering assembly so i have to go well, i gotta text somebody a buddy of mine who bought an old truck and his buddy's gonna buy an old truck we all have like old fords um he got like an F two fifty. either. He got the, the camper special, the Ranger, or it was one other model. I forget what the hell it was called back then in the late sixties. And, uh, I absolutely love him, dude. I fucking old trucks are the goddamn best. They really are. So, um, you know, I'm always paranoid about my truck. I don't want to get stolen. I actually, for some reason, when I was working out today, old man workout, by the way, I, I, I work out with bands now. I've given off on ever doing, like, a pull-up again, uh, which is probably why I will be able to, because I'm just going to start working out with bands, doing yoga, just admitting that I'm fucking (laughs) rapidly approaching my mid-50s. Going to be 53 this year, and I have to just, I can't be working out like the same way I worked out when I was in my teens and my 20s, doing those same fucking things. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, God damn it. Um, I don't know. It does bum me out. I wish I had fucking the shoulders I had when I was a kid. I could. What was better than just fucking seeing how much you could bench? Basically, the exact fucking reason why I uh, blew out my shoulders to begin with. But anyway, you live and you fucking learn. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be. I think I really enjoyed doing that. That. I didn't really talk about it. When I, I did the benefit, after I did the two shows in Venice, I then did the benefit show. And I went out into the valley in this comedian's house. And um, I always feel weird saying everybody's names and shit. So I don't know, you know, because I don't know if you guys know, if I said his name, you'd figure out where he lives. And then if I have a show there again, I got some psycho fucking pulling up. So anyway, it was a comedian's house. And, um, what was I going to say the, uh, you just went in where the garage was and you know, like those projector TV things you can get for people who want to watch TV outside. Um, he had like three screens and then on this, on the screen were all of these people that, you know, it's probably like 20 people per screen. So you could look at 60 people, you could hear them laughing in real time. The guy who hosted the show, Daniel something or other. I didn't get his last name. We kind of met briefly at the beginning of the show. He was great. He was hilarious. He was all the way over in Australia hosting the show. It was 1 p.m. the next day over there. <laughs> and uh Dean Del Rey opened up <clears throat> and we just had a great fucking time. And that gave me um, that gave me some ideas, man, for live podcasting and shit like that. Um but what was cool is if it was, if you like said the name of the person up on the board, and if you gave them three seconds, they could then put them up there and you could be like talking to them. And then the whole crowd could see the person you were talking about. So uh, at one point I was looking at one of the little squares and this person had a bulldog and the bulldog was the only thing sitting there and it was like asleep, And And uh, it was funny. I would just make fun of a few things. You know, what was funny was watching people realize that they were being watched was hilarious. That would be whatever. It'd be like, hey, Joe Blow, you know, you get your feet up on the ottoman there, you know, with your orange shirt on. Can you fucking blah, blah? And all of a sudden the guy would like pop up, ah! start like waving and shit. It was really a lot of fun. And, you know, a couple of my reps actually watched the show and were like, dude, that felt like a real show. It felt, you know, looked good. It, it was funny. I felt like I was, you know, watching a normally product, uh, produced thing. So, I don't know, as they gradually do this vaccine here, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at some point, I got to start making money because last year is the first year I lost money. Um, I was just talking to somebody. It's the first time I lost money since I was like 27. You know, I didn't make a lot of money, but I always, you know, I was always frugal. So, but last year, I legit like lost money. So I'm just like, all right, it's if this is how it's going to be, I guess I got to just start being Captain Kirk here stand-up comic i'll just fucking do that shit and when it gets warm again i'm gonna do socially distant shows or whatever i'll i'll, I'll definitely figure it out but i, I really want to thank everybody that came out to the shows and also the people that came out to the benefit we were able to uh it was a thousand people 10 bucks a head so it was 10 grand that went to the uh aj quetta um what do they call it startup fundraiser uh i always forget what they call those things um So we're going to put up a link here if you guys want to donate some more money. Last I checked, the NHL, Cam Neely and the Bruins had raised, like, over $800,000. So it's such a great thing, Um, you know, people coming together to try and help this kid out, help his family out so they don't have to worry about money or any of that shit, and they can just get that kid, you know, back to being healthy. Um, So, yeah, so thank you to everybody who, uh, I, I can't say came out, turned on your, you know, bought a ticket and sat in your living room it was also cool like watching people eating and stuff like uh you know people like really made it like an evening like i saw a couple of couples there and they were like like throwing down like they really had like a whole meal going and they were laughing and having a good time i saw another guy like when they didn't know we were watching the crowd this guy was like grinding up some weed (laughs) there was another guy smoking a cigar it was another older dude sitting in front of this white drum kit, man. It was really fucking cool. So uh, it was, it was, yeah, I, I couldn't, I mean, I knew I was going to have a good time, and I was like, as always, before I go up, it's like, I'm. I, I just go, I'm going to fucking, I'm going off. I got to give these people their fucking money's worth. And I ended up doing like a little bit more time. But when I got up there, it just was weird a little bit because somebody had their microphone turned up a little too loud so I could only hear their laugh, but I was just like, all right, just block that out, keep going. And then they sort of were able to adjust that down. And it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. So, once again, thank you, everybody. All right, let's do a little bit of, uh, uh, let's do the ad reads here. Okay, if you haven't laughed yet, just listen to me read out loud and you're going to get your fucking laughs for the week. Okay, look who it Oh, look who it is. Me undies, me undies. Look at the FBI. Me undies, me undies. Shooting a fucking innocent guy. How come you don't get fucking canceled? But if I tell a Caitlyn Jenner joke, i ah, get a bunch of shit out of know that fills up my yundies with some fucking skid marks. And then I got to make an apology video a couple of years later. ba doop ba doop right. All right, me undies, everybody. You know, it's time we stopped messing around about funny things and talked about something really serious and important. You're underwear. That's right. We're doing it. MeUndies believes undies are something that should be yelled about from the rooftops or shown off in, the, in mirror selfies for Instagram. They're not undies. They're not undie shy. So let's talk. Who's not undie shy? Uh, MeUndies isn't just here to make sure everybody is comfortable. They're also... But they're all... Wait. MeUndies isn't just here to make sure everybody is comfortable. But they're also limiting the amount of laundry you have. I feel like something got edited out there. I don't give a fuck. How thoughtful. They designed a membership that not only saves you 30% on each order, but delivers a fun new pair of undies or socks right to your door each month. Plus, you're the boss. You can control your shipments, and you also get access to their most exclusive prints. Different sizes slash styles. undies are offered in a range of sizes, including extra small to 4XL. Now that everyone is WFH, whatever the fuck that means, uh, they also offer the softest loungewear. Fill your closet with things you actually want to put on. I want to get some of that loungewear. I want to sit around and watch somebody do a virtual show. It'd look fun as hell. Make a little meal, sit down with my lovely wife. All right, Miyundi's has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Exchange it. Gross. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. B-U-R-R. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Old zip. Businesses have had to be flexible this past year from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. Performing arts companies are streaming stage shows, musicals, and symphony concerts online. Hey, I just did one of those. I'm not a symphony. Symphony is shit and fuck. Jokes, right? I guess. Anyways, if you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have made your job even more challenging, especially if you have to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there's one place that you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier. Zip. Recruiter.com/slash burr. When you post on zip, recruiter. Uh, It gets out to over 100 top job boards on one click. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them, uh, these people, to apply, all right? If you're a sub and you want to get the shit kicked out of you, I'm sure there's some fucking uh, dominatrix right on there, right? She'll be over there stomping on your junk before you can say zip. Uh, It's no wonder that four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself right now. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-U-R-R. Let ZipRecruiter take finding qualified candidates off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip. The smartest way to hire. All right. Candid, everybody candid unhappy with your smile oh you don't have to be thousands of people have used candid the clear comfortable removable and practically invisible aligners to help straighten your fucked up teeth and now they and now all of those people love their smile okay your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement <laughs> just picturing you going on there He's on the other screen. All right, smile. And you do your smile. Jesus Christ! Get out the fucking Tupperware for this one! Um, Your treatment is perfectly prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you get from an an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists, uh candid, candid only works with orthodontists. Yeah, that's what you want. You want a specialist. You don't know, you want some guy from Midas Muffler doing your transmission. Uh with candid candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is there with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then. I mean, can you put a price on being able to laugh at a joke? Come on. You know, what's great, too, is now that, you know, during this whole pandemic, you can do this at home. Nobody even knows. Right. Even even when you go out, you're behind your mask. People don't see it. It's invisible anyways, but it's even more uh, uh, covert. And then one day, right. One day, you know. The pandemic's over. You take your mask off. You take your man bun out of your fucking out of its scrunchie. You do a little this and a little that. Right. Sun hits your face and your brand new shiny fucking white straight teeth, uh, and that broad who wouldn't fuck you before COVID is all over you, She's sitting in your lap. The average candid treatment lasts just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands of dollars less than traditional braces. Um, all right, call to action: become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today, right now. You can save seventy five dollars. On your Candid Starter Kit, go to CandidCO.com slash Burr and use the code Burr. That's CandidCO.com slash Burr, code Burr. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO, CharlieOscar.com, all right? CandidCO.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, code Burr, B-U-R-R. Oh, look who it is. It's V-O-M-E. Come on, sit down. Have a little Vomi, eh? All right, Vomi helps you take control of your health so you can improve your energy, gut health, and boost your immune immune system. Vomi, Vomi's award winning at home test decode your cellular micro, micro microchondrial. Jesus, I haven't heard that since I flunked biology. And microbiome health giving you powerful incel, insights within with over thirty health scores. Vomi gives you Viome. Viome? Viome. I always forget of Viome. Gives you a precise whole food nutrition plan and precision supplements based on your unique bio- biological needs. Eliminates the guesswork. Optimize your health, get more energy, healthy weight, improve gut health, better sleep, and much more. I'm, I'm, I want to fucking do this and I keep saying I'm going to do it and I haven't done it yet. They figure out your gut, man. What's going on down there? What foods are good for you? It's perfect. Um... Viome will tell you how specific foods affect you. You may be eating too much or not enough of what your body needs. Viome's phone application lets you get these answers on demand. Questions about food? Just check the app. Viome's pattern includes Mayo Clinic, GSK, and others and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. Go to Viome.com and learn how you can get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Use the promo code BURR at checkout to save $10 on your first, first purchase and 55% off all subscription products. That's Viome.com, promo code BURR, Viome. .com, promo code Burr. All right. Hey, here we go. Here we go. Look at that. We got, we got somebody writing back. Lady, listener. She writes back. Fair enough. Oh, this is this woman that I trashed last week when I was in a bad mood. I thought I went too hard on her. I thought I went too hard on a lot of people on my last podcast before the Wolfgang Van Halen one. I was in a bad mood. Um, so then immediately when I get in a bad mood because of the way I joke around, it just comes off <coughs> a little too, like, harsh okay um dear William burrington this is the lady who wrote in complaining about your comedy bits that say all women are materialistic oh yeah i remember you and you're like all my friends are beautiful and pay for all their own stuff and i was actually thinking about that afterwards it's like really like how good looking does somebody have to be to be your friend you only hang around with good looking people you shallow so-and-so she says well fair enough on most of your points. Well, I appreciate that because I agreed with you when you're talking about guys, you know, your women, your girlfriends can't find guys who aren't addicted to porn. And uh, you said something else hilarious. And video games. I was like, fair enough. She said, I agree with you that it's bullshit that holidays only pressure the man to provide gifts slash dinner, etc. I think the cost should be shared by both of the people. I think you should both fucking stay home and you should decide when you want to celebrate. Oh, she says, if you want to celebrate. Now look at me, jump in the gun. Uh, I guess it's different if there's a big difference between how much they make, but I haven't experienced that, so I wouldn't know. Now, before I strain myself patting my own back, I will also admit that you are also right about women wanting to know what a man does for a living. Um, I don't want to speak for all women, but I definitely look for someone who is at or near my level of domestic stuff, so it would be nice to not settle too far. No, that makes sense. It, the whole thing makes sense. Okay. Cause first of all, when you get knocked up, you're going to be fucking laid up and you're not gonna be able to work or at least work, especially if you're running your own business. Um, you're going to need somebody to step in. So you need to know that, you, that the man can provide. Cause that's the deal. The guy has to provide and the broad has to give you a baby. That's basically it. So what at singles bars, women should still be saying, so what do you do for a living? Right. And then guys should say, hey, uh, do do you have the ability to make a baby? (laughs) Because if you're barren, keep it moving. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, So fair enough on everything. Thanks for roasting me um, on the podcast. I haven't laughed that hard in forever. Look at that. You're a good shit. I like you. All right. Thanks to go fuck yourself, some lady. See that? Why can't more people be like that? Why can't they be like that? And I was in a bad mood, and she's still fucking... Thought it was funny, so that's good. All right, plane or train? All right, dear Billy, it's a choo-choo train. All right, my friends and I were arguing over whether it'd be better to live on a train or a plane. The train is safer but constricted to the tracks. The plane can go anywhere, but who wants to be on a plane all day? What country would your train, car, house be in if you, chose a tra- if you choose train? You got to go train. You got to go train because even if you had the money to have your own 747, like a double-decker, like take those ones. if When you go to Europe, it's like it's a two-level plane. If you like redid one of those, all right, as big as that would be, I mean, be bigger than your fucking house and everything, you're still you're living on a plane, breathing that awful air, that recycled air. Um, I would absolutely want to... That's, that's a no-brainer. I would, I would pick a train. Um, uh, so I'm assuming you're not allowed... Are you allowed to get off the train? Are you allowed to get off the plane? Um, if I'm traveling for the rest of my life, I'm, I'm taking a train. And I'm just going to make my circle small as far as where I will travel to do shows. Um, all right. What country would your train car house be in if you chose train? America! I'm an American, man. USA, baby. US fucking A. I'd stick it right in fucking Nebraska. Bored out of my mind. No. I would be uh I don't know. I think I would be uh Pacific Northwest is beautiful. Kind of gives you something to look at. Can I get like a glass like ceiling on the thing? So I can look at some shit? I don't know. I would say uh Somewhere between Seattle and Portland, Oregon, I guess. That's a quick one. But um, you ever see those people that just sort of fly around trying to get frequent miles, frequent flyer miles and build them up and do all that shit? I mean, they act like they're getting over on the airline, and it's like, you're not. You're just, you are earning every one of those fucking miles. Um I just can't imagine all the shit you're missing out on and the fucking sciatic nerve issues and all the stuff you're going to have. You can stretch all you fucking want to. There was like, people like flying to Hong Kong and the next day coming right back. Insane. Um, from America. From America. All right, gold digging dad. Hey, Billy dad ass. <laughs> you are a father and I want to know your opinion on, on how you think this should be handled. For context, I am a female in my late 20s and have an older sister who has the same concerns about our dad. That your dad's a gold digger. Is this your biological father? This feels like one of those fucking Jerry Springer things starting off here. You know what? I need, I need a sip of water here. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. All right. My dad has just gotten engaged to his soon-to-be third wife. Let's call her Sally. Uh, They are around 60 years old, and he's had a bad track record when it comes to relationship. I asked him once, what is it that changes after you get married? Everyone always says after you get married, everyone always says after you get married, things change. So she asked him, what is it that changes after you get married? His answer to this question was, uh, the woman always tries to control you. They think that they own you after you get married. Uh, hey, you know, that's, that's not 100% false. Uh, in, his situation, I think the, in his situation, I think the opposite is true. He has admitted to things here and there that support that. Uh, like when he told my sister that he wouldn't let my mom go to nursing school when they were together because he liked having her under his thumb. His word. Oh, is this one of these fucking assholes who doesn't like to be controlled but then controls other people? I don't get those people. Um, you would think if you don't like to be controlled that you would then understand that other people don't either and you would have empathy. Because you don't even have to put yourself in their shoes because you feel the same way they do. Strange, strange. But I, I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I, I knew a lot of people like that. Anyways, he said, and when he also said that he told his last serious girlfriend that he had erectile dysfunction, but really he just didn't find her attractive. Ah, there you go. He has always been super vain and really really only dates super small women with big tits. (laughs) This dude sounds like a guy's guy from the mid-1970s. Probably still drinks beer with a pull tab um so anyways he he meets he met Sally several years ago and they dated for a short time before he broke up with her. He told her that it was because he was scared of falling in love with her after a year after about a about a year ago, sorry, he was talking to my sister about how he started talking to her again, and that if he married Sally, he would be set for life because she has money yeah he this the problem with this guy is he he goes. He gets into relationships for wrong reasons. The wrong reasons. Money, tits, those are all dumb reasons to marry somebody. You know, those are good reasons to to fuck around and have a fling. She's got big tits. Those would be fun. All right, great. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't don't like mooching off people, though. I draw the line on money. Uh, Anyway, they began dating. He began dating her a few months ago. A few months later, sorry. Uh, They are engaged, and he is chomping at the bit to get the marriage over and done with. Good. I'm glad he's chomping at the bit. She'll probably sense that and call it off, hopefully. My question is, should I bring this up with him and see if he really is in love with her? Should I try and contact her and feel out how things are going with them? I have never even spoken to this woman. Should I just say, fuck it, if she's dumb enough to get herself into this situation? Then it's on her. I disagree with... They always say that. Well, you're the one who married her. It's like if somebody's lying to you... And saying that they love you... You know, how are you supposed to know? Uh, Anyway, she has kids... And would hope that if they thought it was fishy... They would talk to her about their concerns. If it were my mom, I would be all over her telling her... Wait until she really knows what she's getting into... Yeah, but if you were her daughter, you know, the guy that she was marrying wouldn't come up to you and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to marry your mother so I can be set financially, you know, huh? Huh? You with me? I'm taking part of your inheritance there, little sweetheart, right? Uh, Should I insert myself into the situation or should I leave it be? I've only been close with my dad for a few years when I was a teenager. And since then, it's just been a distance relationship. I would really love some advice from you and the lovely Nia if she is available. I'm a huge fan and wish you and your wonderful family the best of luck. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Uh, I would say it all depends on what sort of relationship you want to have with your dad. Because he'll get fucking... He will be fucking livid if he finds out that you fucked this thing up. Um, but it is kind of weird to just stand back and it's just like, if if he's going to take her for money, you know, what about those kids and shit, so... I don't know what to tell you here. He's um, never talked to her. They're in their 60s. But even then, some people, they're just not good at reading people. And if he's just telling her all of this shit. But he said he didn't, br- he, I don't know. Your dad's a weird dude. He doesn't really say what he's really thinking. He's like, you know, he got erectile dysfunction and then goes like, I, you know, I don't find you attractive. So that wasn't really what was going on. And then he said he broke up with her because he was afraid he was going to fall in love with her. So maybe he's a he, there's, there could, there's a world where he could be afraid to tell you how much he loves her and missed her when they were broken up. So he's just acting like it's about money. Or he really is like that. So you have to figure that out considering this guy doesn't seem to be the most honest dude out there. And then... You have to kind of—I mean, there's there's no one of my favorite expressions: "No good deed goes unpunished." All right. Um, oh, speaking of which, thank you to everybody who watched the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Uh, Killing is easy. If you want to see the full unedited, edited, they had to take 14 minutes out. Uh, it's on ComedyCentral.com. It's on their their uh, their website. And I was very—I was thrilled with the feedback. That I got from fans of his, and especially from other comics. Um, and I'm telling you, it was all Mike Bonfiglio is just a friggin' genius. Um, I feel like uh, you know people were giving me too much credit. All I did was he just called me up and was saying, "Hey, do you have this con? This comedian? Can you- I- I'd like to get him in? Can you do that?" That's all I did. Like he, I didn't sit in the edit room. He did. He he put Mike Bonfiglio did the thing. All right, there we go. Okay, Uh, boyfriend says I'm getting cankles. Um, Wait, did I finish with that? Yeah, so that's what I would do, and I would just, you know, you know, there's ways to do it anonymously. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I would probably just stay out of it. Uh... That's one of those things. It's just one of those fucking things. If you don't know the other person, how do you fucking bridge that gap and then the other person you're related to? Like, how do you call somebody up and say, hey, just let you know, my dad's kind of a selfish asshole and he said, uh, if he gets with you, he'll be financially all set. I mean, you know what? You pro- maybe you can do it anonymously. Do it anonymously and then just deny it and just see what the fuck happens. That's, that's the closest thing you could do, but I, I wouldn't insert, maybe there's a way to do it that way. I don't know. All right, boyfriend says I'm getting cankles. Dear Billy Blue Blue Balls, Uh, my boyfriend and I have been dating for two years. When we met, we were both college athletes. He is still very athletic and trim. After 15 years in sports, I've grown tired of fitness and have stopped working out. As a result, I've gained some weight. I've lost my abs and I have some pudgy baby fat all around my body now. Um, All right, first thing. I think with a lot of athletes, because you train so hard and all of that shit, like you just get burned out. Um, I would suggest finding a new way to train because one of the worst things you can do is let your body go. It it affects, I mean, you're just putting on your fucking socks. Become Everything just becomes more difficult. You lose energy, you get depressed, you die sooner. Um, staying active is extremely important and, you know, if you did a bunch of running and shit when you were younger, an athlete, I just don't run. Do something else. Get into like cooking in nutritious ways. I would do shit like that. But please don't don't stop. Don't let yourself go because there's there's a tipping point. You can't get it back. Um, anyway, yesterday he pointed out that I'm developing cankles. Google if you need to. I don't. Um, he said most of my weight is going to my legs. He said he noticed them when we initially started dating but they are very noticeable now. He prefers women with toned muscular legs and said it's something that secretly bothers him. I admit it, even if I'm trim and in shape, my legs still have baby fat, even around the ankles. It's kind of strange. I think it's genetic. Yeah, I mean, you're literally talking about something you can't help here. He goes, between the cankles and the fact that I'm not working out anymore, I'm worried he's going to break up with me unless I start hitting the gym. He's a fitness nut, so I can see why he wants to be with an athletic girl But I also feel like he's being kind of of shallow and an asshole. What do you think? I'm searching surgery to reduce my cankles. Uh, P.S. I think you're sexy with the shaved head. With that said, go fuck yourself. Now, wait a minute. I think you're already looking. You're already mentally set. I'm kidding. Um, All right, I would say this. You're you're right. You're both kind of right here. You're right that he's being a shallow asshole, all right? And the fact that what he said to you makes you research surgery to reduce your cangles is is like, that's like heartbreaking. You can't do that to somebody. You can't do that to anybody, okay? So first of all, don't do that, all right? But secondly, in his shallow asshole way, he's also bringing up a really important thing, which is you can't let yourself go. You can't do it out of respect for yourself and the person that you're with. You have to be making a fucking effort to stay in shape, okay? And when you're with somebody and they're getting out of shape, it's really difficult to tell them that. So what you have to do is, you know, try to work out with them and stuff like that. And, and uh, I would just say to the guy, just be like, look, you know, what you said, you were kind of being, a, you know, I understand, you know, there's a point there. But the way you did it really hurt me, and, and I'm literally on the internet, like searching surgery to reduce my 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 fucking leg fat or whatever. Um, you know, and then and then just see where it goes from there. If you want to push it further, we can be like, all right, so what? If I put another 15 pounds on, you're just gonna break up with me? Does that mean like you know? So because if that's the case, you don't really love me. And then what the fuck am I doing here? Um... So there's sort of the little conversation and, and then sort of the bigger thing that this brings up. Um, so I wouldn't come at him in an angry way, but let's just have an honest conversation here. All right? Let's just have an honest conversation. Okay, I'm going to tell you what, what you said to me, how it made me feel. I am going to start working out, but it also made me feel like if I got to a certain weight that you would break up with me. Is, is that how you are? And I'm not going to get mad, but just let me know if that's how you are. And then if he says, okay, that is how I am, all right, then I would just make an assessment if, like, he just liked you because you had abs. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot there, and it's only an email, and I don't know anybody involved. But, like, don't don't fucking get surgery because your boyfriend said something stupid. All right? Okay, there we go but don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on us, baby. Don't give up on yourself. You don't, don't, you're burned out from working out. You can still go for walks and and, um, eating healthy is delicious and you feel amazing afterwards. So you just got to, you know, do that shit. Okay. Anyway, girlfriend wears makeup at work to attract attention. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let's get into this one here. All right, dear, uh, cheers, Mr. Burrito. Oh, by the way, to all my Mexican listeners the other night, when I went to the taco truck, I got a torta and I got got some tacos. Okay, I didn't have the gringo white boy order of the burrito, although I got to tell you it was tough to lay off because I am a white boy gringo fucking burrito eating son of a bitch. I am. How do you say... In Spanish, you burrito-eating son of a bitch! Please, somebody. <laughs> I want to be a yo, yo soy uh, burrito-eating son of a bitch. All right. Um, cheers, Mister Burrito. Uh, love the podcast and all that good stuff. I'll cut right to the chase since I know how hard it is for you to read out loud. Thank you. I appreciate that's. Say you have empathy. I like you. All right. Basically, my girlfriend, my. Lady. Works at the local pizza shop and dolls herself up in order to get more tips from customers. Hey, you know, that's the hustle. I get that. She's a very beautiful girl, and we've been dating for a little over two years. I love her to death. We've talked about marriage. We agree on the important things and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. We're both in our early 20s and go to university together, and thank God she's not one of those people who's been brainwashed by the university and can think for herself. Nice. Parenthesis. So she's special, I think. I think you're right. Anyway, she knows if she puts on makeup and makes herself look cute, she can attract more trips from customers, tips from customers. It'd be one thing if she was poor and needed the money, but her parents have loads of it and made a good amount at her uh, big shot accounting job. But what? But her parents have loads of it and made a good amount at her big shot accounting job over the summer. Oh, she made money. She's hundred She 100% does not need it and even quit a shift because she was too bored. I feel like she is doing it for the attention and has even said to me that it makes her feel good about herself. At first, I thought this might be a huge issue. At the same time, her friends have become big losers since they all got into relationships. And her schoolwork has gotten pretty easy since we're both seniors. Basically, she's, she is bored, and I am unable to be 100% attentive to her since I'm still kind of busy, and also my friends are not lame. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You sound like a young guy. I get this. All right. Initially, I initially told her she can't wear makeup because she's preying on lonely guys to give her extra money, but then second-guessed myself, and now I let her wear it. Anyway, not sure what to do here. I feel like I'm being ridiculous by putting my foot down since after all, it is mostly harmless, but also it still bothers me. I'd appreciate any advice you have. All right, well, the biggest thing you said there is you owed up to the fact that it bothers you. Okay? So there's ways to say that to somebody by not saying, I forbid you to wear makeup to work because, like, first, let, let's be honest here. It bothers you. you. You love her, and you don't want to lose her. That's, that is the core of it. And, and, and if we're going to be totally honest, you could give a fuck about those lonely guys sitting there. <laughs> you don't care about them. You care about you. You care about your relationship, okay? So um, I think you have a beautiful, motivated person here who made a bunch of money, even said her big shot accounting job. That makes me see, feel like you have issues about that, too. So I think what you need to do is get a little more confidence here. Get a little more swagger. She's with you. She loves you. You guys are all on the same page about everything. And, uh, you know, you need to listen to a little 38 special here. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. Right? You you can't do this, okay? If she likes going there, I mean, part of it could also be it makes her feel good to be out working, earning money rather than sitting around on her ass. And... um, he also took a pot shot at her friends, which I get, you know, your age and shit. It's just like, you know, they probably want to watch Real Housewives and stuff and you're kind of like, you know, I want to go do this other shit. Um, you know what I would do? I would uh, try to dial down my insecurity, try to figure out why you feel that way. You know, if you got a little bit of money, go go talk to a therapist. Or maybe just talk to her. Just just sit down with her and just say, listen, you know, it bothers me that it bothers me. <laughs> that... You wear makeup, and I'm too insecure. I'm telling you, women love that shit. They fucking love that shit. It's open communication. They get it, right? And then also, in a way, she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you love me that much, right? As opposed to being like, hey, listen, lady, you fucking put that clown shit on your face again. We're going to have fucking problems. Stay home and make me a fucking, yeah, stake them, you know? You can't come at them that way. You'll drive them away. So I think it was really big of you by the end that you said it still bothers you when you – You know, you think you're being a little like ridiculous. So, um, you know, you 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 can't keep somebody by trying to. Well, I guess you can. If you get like a weak person, you could just totally dominate them and not let them go outside anymore. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, I would, I would, I would ease up on the reins. And I this this is a you issue. This isn't a her issue. Um. And I think that you can work it out if you sit down and you talk to her and just tell her that you feel ridiculous and whatever, embarrassed that you said what you said, but it came from a place of not wanting to lose you and just, just do, just tell them what you're thinking. I know it's weird at your age, but I'm telling you, it actually fucking works. All right, there you go. Okay, so that is the podcast. I'm gonna sit down and watch the Bruins versus the fucking Flyers up there in Lake Tahoe. Just outside of Reno, one of my favorite fucking cities to do stand-up in. I love that place. Bazaar Guitar and Gun Shop is one of the coolest fucking strip mall things I've ever been to in my life. Uh, Who knows? Well, that's it. All right. old Billy, virtual comic and podcaster here is signing off. You guys have a great couple of days. Go fuck yourself. Go Bruins. Go Celtics. Go fuck yourselves, and I will check in on you on Thursday.